Well, hey, might as well get started. Yeah, um, we're back. It's uh, Brigham Young Money here. We got Kyle, Jordan, and Greg. But we've also got the man and the myth, the LA legend himself. I'm I'm just going to start calling you that. Zach Harper yeah, is joining you. us. Hello, I'm Zach. I'm the only legend in LA. That's right. That's official. <laughs> I, I got all the rest of them out of here. Yep. Yeah, he's the only. Yeah, he's he's chasing a dream in L.A. He's uh, you might know him from the athletic, but you might know his side gig, which might be stand up. You might see him at the uh, I was really hoping I could come up with the name of uh, a comedy club in L.A. Yeah, the Chuckle Ha-ha Hut. Club. You might know him at the Chuckle I'm right Hut. down the street from the Ha Ha Club. That's a real place. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Zach, well, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk some sports today, some NBA Let's today. Let's do it. Let's talk sports. Yeah. Um, we should probably first address that we had a week off last week because Jordan got married and stuff. Jordan? I'm sorry. Woo! Yeah. I mean, that was that was pretty fucked up of you, honestly. Yeah, yeah it, it was very <laughs> selfish of me to actually like engage in like the ceiling of the relationship with the person I love. It's horrible. Terrible. That is that that is just awful. You broke the code. He really did. But we've got two wife guys. The ceiling of of a relationship is is marriage, then divorce, then you get remarried to the same person. I feel like that's actually like the true ceiling. That's like like weirdly surprisingly common. But then you like you came back. You know the whole let it let it go. It'll come back to you thing. Honestly, I I agree with that. You're halfway there. That is that is like weirdly common thing that I've that I hear about. But uh yeah, I don't know what would drive. I mean, I'm just trying to think of the logistics there. I, it'd probably be pretty easy, honestly. So Jordan, I, I I like I like that for your future. I think you should already be planning on your divorce in a few years from now and then um getting back together soon. Oh, nope. Just, <laughs> just float it as an idea, see what she says. Yeah, you know, just randomly bring it up like <laughs> midnight on a Tuesday and just see how it goes. Yeah. Can we just do that just out of the blue? Like, hey, sweetie, I'm yeah. just thinking about a divorce. How's that sound? Like, it's not that I don't love you. No, 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 no. It's not that. No, I want to love it's you just, more, actually. Yeah. I, I just want to see if I let you go if you come back, you know? Right. If you love her, let her go. That's yeah. that's absolutely right. So I think Greg wrote your little, your uh, your tags here, but you're the podcast, you're a podcaster slash writer for The Athletic. You're a serious XM true. radio host. You're a three-point shooting specialist. Is that true? That's very true. That okay. three still, point three point line to three point line. That is that's the exact only Harper way method. I play. That's for the right. last fifteen years. Three point line, three point line. And that, I'll do my job completely between the three point lines. But anything past that is somebody else's business. That's not. That's me. yeah. I, I like that attitude. And an esteemed member of the film community. That's interesting. Is this something that, one, that you've called yourself or? No, that's a new one for me. I do have a I do have a movie podcast with Amin Al Hassan, uh, in which uh, called Cinephobe, in which we review bad movies, movies that are poorly relate poor, poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. And we try to figure out if they're actually bad or maybe they're underrated. Okay, so give me one that was bad and it actually was bad, and then give me one that was bad and that was un- that it was underrated, oh, like man. it wasn't that bad. All right, so one that was bad that's actually underrated. Um, you guys heard of Double Impact with Jean-Claude Van Damme in which he plays twins? Dude, yes. I yes. actually have. I Because the reason so it, why I know this is because I was listening to a podcast that was recapping the Guy's Choice Awards on Spike TV from 2007 to 2016. And they had yeah, an award called Jean, right. Jean-Claude God, Jean-Claude Goddamn. And it was like a... 
I don't even know what the award. I think they just wanted to make the pun. But then I was looking up John Claude Van Damme stuff the other day. I've never seen Double Impact though. It is a banger. Uh, it was so good. We had to make it a two part episode because we were going way to we went like three hours. We usually episodes are like an hour to an hour and a half. And we went three <laughs> hours recording that thing because we had so many notes. And so um, and so that was a two parter. So that's a great one. One that is bad. That's even worse than it says it was. There's a movie called Theodore Rex that went straight to DVD in which Whoopi Goldberg is a detective and her partner is oh, a dinosaur. No, I'm just Rex. looking at. I'm just I remember seeing that like at like blockbusters in like 1995. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? Like, why is Whoopi Goldberg is as tall as like than a you think it is. Rex? Right. It it's worse than you think it is. Whatever oh. bad you're thinking, it's worse. Okay. So, yeah, and those are this T-Rex is wearing what appear to be three pairs of Converse All-Stars because the T-Rex foot has like three really big toes. So it's like one. Wow. That, I like yeah. the attention to detail there. The uh, this this is this is horrifying to look at. It's quite awful. honestly, yeah, it's awful. And um, the let me tell you that T Rex is horny, not for Whoopi, but for another dinosaur in the movie. Spoiler alert! And it has a machine, uh, a cookie firing machine, where it just says cookie, and it fires a cookie from inside his apartment into his mouth, um, and that happens often. What are we doing here? Look okay, at this yeah. thing. I got questions really quick before we go anything. Mm -hmm. First off, how does a Tyrannosaurus Rex become a police officer? And I mean, there's a lot of training. <laughs> Look at this image. Oh my God. What is. Yeah. There's oh, a lot going on. This is, this is, this is really too bad. Yeah. Whoopi just yeah. looks like she's been cut out of like Demolition Man. Yeah, that's right. The, and I just want to let you, I just want to, in case you're wondering like, oh, maybe this is like an early career decision. No, this was two years after she won an Academy Award. <laughs> oh my God. Won an Academy Award two years later, Teddy Rex. Oh yeah. boy. So yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm an esteemed member of the film community. I would you guys say. ever see that Whoopi movie where she was the coach of the Knicks and Greg Ostertag's in it for some reason? Eddie. We Eddie, tried to yes. do that for Cinephobe last week and it got taken off the internet, except there's a German version, there's a Polish version, and there's a Spanish version. I don't speak any of those, neither does it mean. And so we had to like go find a pirated version, oh but it was God. by the time we were going to record, it was going to be too late. And so we watched the movie Anaconda instead, and that just came out today. So Hell yeah. we will do Eddie in the future, but Eddie's, I, let me tell you underrated that's a banger of a movie yeah you see greg ostertag's ass i mean how could that do be you bad? really yes Why? how do i remember that i don't know because it scarred Why? me as a seven-year-old i couldn't oh, tell you oh my god okay well um speaking of seeing ass uh paul pierce had a really good weekend on instagram live um and i gotta be honest it really pains me to like see Paul Pierce do something kind of cool and like entertaining. Cause I really don't like Paul Pierce, but okay. So Paul Pierce decided to go live on Instagram the other day. Uh, I, I think it was over the weekend, this man, no one's ever looked more high than Paul Pierce looked. And he just had like, who appeared to be uh, strippers of some kind hanging out with him. Um, just like really uh, just a banger of a party at Paul Pierce's house. Uh, and the best part about this uh, is that there were like only like 300 people tuned in to this Instagram live. Um, this wasn't a banging Instagram live. It was, right. it was a select few. 
Uh, yeah. So Paul Pierce got fired for that. Um, it turns out that the ESPN doesn't really ESPN, the Disney company doesn't really like when you do this. Um, yeah. So Zach, were you one of those 300? I was not. I found about, found out about the next day in, uh, several group chats, uh, that this was posted all over. I think my biggest question was just like, look, what, you know, there's a whole, like, we've been to turkeys before. That was a funny line. He definitely <laughs> looks very high and very drunk. Uh, but there's a moment like in all these screenshots and I didn't watch the Instagram live, but there's all these screenshots. And then one of them, there's just a random, like he's wearing like a red kimono. I'm like, when did that part happen? Because like, that's the part I'm interested in. The other stuff's fine, but there's a screenshot where he's just wearing like this silk red kimono. I'm like, hold on. I need more information about this wardrobe change. Was that on before and he took it off? Did he put it on at some point that it was like the strippers? Is that his? Like, that was my biggest question about all this stuff. Yeah. I need to see the kimono part. I saw the video, but I I didn't see the kimono. Oh man. Oh, well, adult site cam soda is offering Paul Pierce $250,000 to host an NBA show with exotic dancers. So sounds like he's going to be just fine coming out of this, but Jordan, I think that you kind of missed out um, this weekend. I think you probably shouldn't have gone on your honeymoon because you could have seen this instead. Oh, I saw it on Twitter. Like, like probably what was it? Saturday night that this all kind of came out or pro. Yeah, dude, his, he's got those like high eyes like that. You can't, I mean, you, there's no pretending like you're not super baked. Greg, I can't hear you. <laughs> what about now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Weird. So, but anyway, yeah, I think like the, the funny thing was, it wasn't even that like he looked high as shit, which of course he did, but like, he's literally smoking a blunt on IG live. No, it's like a hey big man, puff puff pass. It's probably legal. Oh, and I think he's probably in was like, that's a cigar. I was like, sure it is. It used yeah, to be a cigar. Dude, it's a cigarello. <laughs> dude, this photo of him in that, like in that thing that he's wearing it. And this looks comfortable, oh, man. It looks way cozy. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and it's like bandana print too, which is even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's gone it's full funny blood. Though, like this is the, um, this is the Paul Pierce I've heard about, but never seen. Right. Like there are a lot of people who are like, no, Paul's a cool dude. Like Paul does this, Paul does that or whatever. And I've just never imagined it. Cause he's always just seemed so like corny to me on TV and everything. And even as a player, like he just seemed kind of corny but like yeah no like this is if this is paul pierce like give him a show yeah this man parties he's probably gonna go like join the like stephen jackson podcast now or whatever which i which i like for him but like yeah man i never knew (laughs) i never knew this side of paul pierce um i i recently it's anytime anytime anyone asks about paul pierce i mean i just cannot not think of the infamous pooping his pants uh, while playing basketball <laughs> and then getting wheelchaired off the court. Um, I think that, that's isn't a that huge wild. Like, yeah, like that. He, the two moments that are polar opposites is like, he's pooped his pants on and like had to be wheeled off the floor in a playoff game. Right. And then the other side of that, like he survived being stabbed like nine times came out, like he recovered from it, came out and just like balled out for the rest of his career. And I feel like those are two very opposite things. I know you can't, you, you, the guy that got stabbed a bunch the guy that also shit himself during, I, wait, was it during the finals? 
I did. Oh, actually, I think it was the finals. Yeah, it was the finals. And then he came back in the game and hit like two big threes, one of which was like a dagger to win the game and bury the Lakers. Yeah, I was talking about this with some friends the other day and they were like saying like they're surprised guys shitting themselves during games doesn't happen more often. Like on some of these like bigger impact plays that just like, oh, yeah, just you're on full velocity. Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised you don't see it more. But honestly, pretending like you're hurt and like you have to get wheelchaired off. It was absolutely the correct move, right? Like, I I don't know. Yo, you you can't stand up and have a shit stain. (laughs) No, you can't like it doesn't matter. You can win finals MVP. Like everyone's just going to remember that image. He did like, win you finals can't. MVP. And that's the only I know, thing but anybody like, if remembers. He had, if he had stood up, stayed in the game, and we had seen just white oh, shorts full God. of, of Paul Pierce, like it would have been <laughs> like, that's the lasting image. Like that's a Photoshop that never goes oh, away. Oh man. Just that, that like photo and video of him just getting wheeled down the, the tunnel just, and he's just like faking he's, like he's pain. His, his face palming. But, just, just <laughs> like he's just but think, about, <laughs> but think about the level of commitment it takes. Cause you know, there are cameras up and down that thing to the locker room so you have to keep that up like i almost appreciate it i think it's right up there with jason kidd getting someone to bump him so a spill a drink on the court because he didn't have any timeouts like it's actually (laughs) genius strategy god i forgot about that really smart oh yeah yeah absolutely like he he sold it incredibly well um i think there was no there was no question about that it wasn't until like years later where people really figured out like what happened i think i don't know if at the time i don't remember that being part of the discourse um, I feel like I would have I would remember if that was the discourse <laughs> no, at the time. It was like it was like a Reddit thing. Yeah, I swear it was like a Reddit thing. Like somebody did this like huge post on Reddit and like had like timestamps and was and, and was like really got into the details of Paul Pierce shitting himself. Yeah. And then it kind of just like blew up and went viral from there. And then apparently I, I forgot, like Paul Pierce went on some podcast and said, yeah, I shit my pants. Did he really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. He actually admitted it. He actually oh, admitted it. I didn't even know that. That's incredible. Good for him. So all of our best to Paul Pierce. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he'll continue doing the same. Like he, he, he like tweeted some like dumb shit. Like, like now the truth is going to come out. Like what truth is he going to speak about? Like ESPN. <laughs> right. like, it doesn't really uh, work that way. They, I'm pretty sure they have like in the contract, you can't talk shit about them after and everything. Yeah. And also like, he's probably just got another thing lined up. That's kind of the conspiracy going around is that he had another thing he'd rather do. Yeah. And so he got himself fired. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that enough in the last few days where I'm like, okay, I could buy it. If it's true. That's a good way to get yourself fired. I respect it. So, <laughs> Oh, sorry. I still think just going back to the IG live thing, my favorite screenshot that popped up is just like, you know, everybody in the comments is just commenting about the the strippers in the background. And then all of a sudden you just see one guy comment, fuck Ray Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's what we found KG's burner, right? Like that's what that is. Like that's just, oh my God. Which is like, why are you like, what would prompt you to think about that in the middle of this IG oh, live man. of all things? If you're Kevin Garnett. That's right. He, yeah, he's he's never not thinking like, about Ray Allen. It's either fuck Ray Allen or Cheerios, right? That's right. right. That's what, yeah. Or please buy my book. He does have a new book. It's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Hey, all right. that, that's, that's all good with me. Um, 
So, I mean, we're a couple, we're a little bit late on this, but the trade deadline happens and there were just a bunch of trades. There were 16 trades involved, 23 teams, 46 different players. Um, and there was the whole saga around Kyle Lowry was really funny um, because I mean, they ended up not move Toronto ended up not moving him, but there was just like that entire day was like people guessing where he was going to end up. And um, n- yeah, didn't, didn't end up going anywhere, which I kind of like for me. I mean, I just didn't want him to go to the West. I was, I, I was convinced he was going to go to one of the LA teams. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's actually a smart play by Masai Ujiri for a term because I do think there's something to the idea of like, it, no, this is what it takes to make this trade happen. If you're not willing to meet what our demand is for that. And for the Lakers, it was Taylor Horton Tucker. And for the heat, it was, you know, Tyler hero being involved. Yeah. Um, and if you're not going to meet that, then there's no deal because in the future, you know, if Masai Ujiri says, this is what the deal has to include, yeah. he's not going to bend on that. So like they probably lose in the short term, especially if he leaves in the summer to sign somewhere else. But like long-term, if Masai is going to stay in Toronto, like that's a, you know, that's kind of a, kind of a baller move to just be like, Nope, you know what it takes to trade with me. And if I, and like my word is not going to change on that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And also similarly, Lonzo ball didn't move. There was a lot of like conjecture about him potentially being moved somewhere. I I think, what did I just hear? Um, Oh, I think the warriors had an offer for like a first round and Kelly Oubre for, for Lonzo and, or maybe the Warriors said no to that. I can't remember. Do you know anything about that, Zach? Um, I know I heard a Warriors rumor. I don't know if I heard that specifically. Um, the big one that I saw for a while was was Markinen for Lonzo. Um, and I don't know Ooh. how real that was, but that's what I, I saw quite a bit of. And if I'm the Bulls, I would have done that for sure. Like if I'm Absolutely. New Orleans, I probably don't do that. Yeah. Because isn't like Markinen is Andre Bargnani 2.0. Ooh. But I think like he actually cares. Yeah. So I think Markinen actually cares, whereas Bargnani was just like, let me just get this money and get out of here. Like that's all that he just wanted to go live a, a life in Tuscany or something. Uh Markin, I think, cares more, but like also not that far off from a player comp. Yeah, and I saw there was a tweet that was making the rounds like a week ago or something like that that like compared um Bargnani's first three or four seasons with Markinen's, and it's like shockingly similar. Shooting yeah, percentages, rebounding, yeah. PPG, like they're it's they're almost mirror images of each other. That's interesting. Yeah. Which, if Markinen is Bonyani and if he and he cares, then yikes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think like that's a that's a player. I mean, the key is you want guys to care, right? Like that's step one. If a guy cares, it's a good thing. And then Markinen, like he's fine. Like I like I wouldn't want him as more than my fourth guy on a team but like if you get him as a fourth guy i just i also wouldn't pair him with zion like as great as zion is offensively like the two of them defensively that's that's a disaster if that would have happened the pelicans are such a strange team to me because i feel like they should be doing a lot better than they are i mean zion has had like i mean what he had the most games where he scored like 25 points and was shooting like 70 percent or something in a row it's just, yeah, I, I'm surprised they haven't put things together. I mean, I think it's a reminder, and I try to like say this a lot whenever a, a young team is getting a lot of hype and stuff. It's like, just a reminder, like, name a young person in your life that you trust to make good decisions constantly. 
right? Yeah. Like that, like young people, yeah. especially people like late teens, early twenties, like we were all idiots at that point. The, that, and they, so the idea of like, Hey, I need you to make these high pressured situation decisions constantly yeah. do it correctly and then get even better at them. Um, like young players are just dumb. And I don't mean that in like a, they're, they're not intelligent. Like they're just not experienced. And I mean, you like, right. You know, like if, if someone, if there's like a guy who's even like a division one basketball player, right. Yeah. The amount of like tricks and little like hints and tips and stuff that they know to just be better at basketball than everybody, uh, than the average person is insane. Now imagine that on the professional level. Yeah. Right. And it's just like that. They just don't have that access, to that knowledge yet. They're trying to sponge it all up. And so like, there's a ton of talent on the Pelicans, but it's all young. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, one of my, yeah. Oh, in the ahead. West too. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. I was say, that's one of my favorite things about watching Mike Conley on the jazz is that he's, you know, he's in his, early thirties now. And he's always been like a very crafty player, but he's really, now that he's found his, his way, he's kind of found his niche with the jazz. Like you see all of that experience really like coming to fruition, which is super, super fun. Like he, he's got just a million different little moves, whether it's coming off a screen or splitting a double team or just, or just footwork that gets him like that tiny little bit of space where he can get that, that layup up and over the big that, yeah, yeah, like, that the average young player just hasn't accumulated yet. Dude, but you know who's, I mean, I know we're talking about Lonzo, but LaMelo Ball has like some of those like insane things that I'm just like, he's so good. Like he's, think about this is, and this is kind of my favorite thing with, with good young guys who contribute to winning right away, which is very rare. But like, this is the worst he's going to be for the next 15 years. It's like he's this good. It's, and I, I honestly was like, kind of a doubter just because I, I don't know i don't know why like their family's so corny and like i, I just was like i'm like i honestly don't know anymore if these guys are even good lonzo had like a bit of a like a tough stretch for for a while and i'm like i don't know if lamello is even good i've just seen his like fucking snapchat highlights or whatever but it <laughs> right. turns out like he is super good and it's like it kind of blew my mind a bit oh man Let's see. So other than that, um, more trades that, or these are some trades that actually did take place in uh, contrast to the ones that didn't. Aaron Gordon got traded to the Nuggets, which uh, stresses me out a bit, quite honestly, um, because he's pretty good. And they lost Jeremy Grant and they needed somebody to, to play that role. And I, I've seen just like some really, I haven't, I try not to watch the Nuggets a ton, even though like, Jokic is just an absurd player um, in playing at an MVP level, but like the way that Jokic and uh, um, Aaron Gordon have like played together. Did you guys see that clip of them just like passing the ball, like back and forth, like six times? God. Yeah. I I mean, I really wish Jokic were on the jazz really bad. (laughs) I really wish Aaron Gordon was on the jazz. I think he would have been exactly the kind of guy he needed. And like, yeah, that he, if you if your team has Aaron Gordon as a third option when you've got Jamal Murray and Jokic, who's the best passing big man since I don't know Larry Bird, who can just play off ball and cut and get dunk after dunk after dunk, like it's it's super scary. And he's like he's always had this this reputation of being this very versatile defender, and I don't really think that he put it all together in in Orlando, whether that was motivation or, or whatever yeah. factors was that, but like he's showing that now 
in in Denver. Like he's defending yeah. his ass off, and like he's that guy who can at least you can at least put on on Kawhi or LeBron, and at least like make them tired. I don't think you're going to shut down a, a Kawhi or a LeBron, but like something that at least I don't know maybe gets them out of their rhythm, make, makes them work on the offensive end. Yeah. Yeah, and so to to get him, they gave up um, they gave up Gary Harris, right? Is it? Yeah. I think that's who they traded for him. And um, I mean, he he was kind of a problem every time we play them, like when he's guarding Donovan Mitchell. Um, but at this point, we kind of want, as Jazz fans, we want the Nuggets to probably do as well as they can and come in second, so um, we can avoid them for a bit. Um, but again, that also leaves some more room for us to potentially play the Lakers uh, kind of early on. But hey, we'll see. Um, and they also got JaVale McGee, who, you know, is JaVale McGee, but he's also just like a good guy to have around. Do you ever like how Shaq just like picked on him relentlessly for like ever? That was cool. And they called it bullying, which I just like, I just push back on what's called bullying these days. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't, unless you're a child, like I think children can be bullied on the internet. I don't think adults can. Like, I just don't believe in that. Um, like, cause if I feel like I'm being bullied on the internet, I'll just like, you know, go pay my bills or something like that's actually getting bullied. I'll go pay my taxes. I feel like that's getting bullied right now. That like, is that's, getting bullied. Um, like, I feel like that's the problem, but like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm one of the few basketball writers on the internet. That's not like, Oh my God, here come the nuggets. Like they're good. They're really good. Yeah. But Aaron Gore. And so I'm open to the idea that look, if Aaron Gordon gets the stink of the Orlando magic franchise often, cause that franchise is really not good um, that he's better than what he showed there. But like they were, I think I think at the time of the trade, Nuggets were 18th in defensive rating. Magic were 17th. And it's like, okay, well, he didn't fix their defense. Yeah. And they have a really good yeah. defensive coach. Like Steve Clifford's a great defensive coach. And they had some good defensive players. They also had a lot of injuries. But I'm like, okay, he didn't fix their defense. So I don't think he's gonna fix Denver's defense by any means. I like the idea, like it, yeah, he's a he's a big versatile body that you can put on a lot of these big wings in the, in the Western conference. But I also think like those guys will ultimately cook him if that's, if it's just like single coverage against them and they still have exactly the same amount of defenders on that team as they did before the trade, because Gary Harris was really their only guy, but I am open to the idea. Like their offense may be so ridiculous now that it's just too hard to game plan for, right? Like that may be the real boost of this trade. When it happened, everyone's like, Oh, he's going to fix their defense. I'm like, not really. Like he's not, He's not Sean Marion. I know he's getting a lot of Sean Marion yeah, comparisons yeah. right now. He's like, uh, he's not I, Sean Marion. Like, no. But he's good. He's a good player. I saw, I, uh, there was like this clip of Jokic shooting. Like he, th- there was this like really weird thing where he like fake shot and then two-handed dribbled the ball like once and then like did a fail. Yeah. Like, against Vucevic, against yeah, the Magic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Against, yeah, and someone was like, like no one has ever played basketball like this. And I learned that like he apparently grew up playing water polo. So he's got all these weird like strength above his head and like yeah. super accurate like throwing up when he's, he's obsessed he... with horses too. Really? That's like that, his two loves are like water polo and like he's obsessed oh with horses. Yeah. And Pokemon apparently is another one. Sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I at one point I like thought I didn't I mean it's just kind of like a rivalry thing but man he he's just like such a good character in this league and uh just yeah so damn fun to watch quite well, honestly it's, it's funny like everyone on the internet thinks I hate Jokic because I'm not like just like gushing over him all the time and it's I don't like I really like Jokic I hate his fans I hate Jokic fans oh like, dude, I hate Nuggets like, fans are the, the fucking internet, like, worst I like, like oh Jokic all nine of them I know like uh, Jokic fans are like like oh my god he's the best thing since Wilt I'm like let's pump the brake he's really good he's probably the MVP right now but like let's calm down with the Wilt Chamberlain stuff all right that, like he's that good, is straight up Denver sports chill. fans you're talking about Denver sports fans yeah oh, like once god. once the once like Broncos OTAs are over then they go back to the Nuggets <laughs> and like all right let's see what Jamal Murray dude they don't like. <laughs> I mean, as jazz fans, I feel like we like we were born with like a level of self-deprecation that just comes with being a fan of this franchise and just teams in general in Utah. But like Denver, they got none of that. There's zero self-awareness. They're just like fucking animals and uh, <laughs> just about the teams that they like. It's absurd. And I've like seen them and, and like Suns fans get that way a little bit, too, sometimes. But like, yeah, D- Denver fans yeah, in particular are just Sometimes I think that's just like an Arizona thing. I think Arizona is aggressive, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure like the next multi-day Q convention is in Arizona again. So <laughs> Arizona is a special place. I, I mean, just building that city, Phoenix is just slapping God in the face. No one should live there. Um, but anyway, I hate that so, city so much it's, it's a bad place. That is my least favorite city in America. <laughs> it's, it's I, just, I, I like it enough, but like not when it's 120 degrees. That's, and that's like, nine that's months out of the year. So yeah, it's already it's like, if you, degrees if you can give me like 85 degrees there, I'm in, but anything over that, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's tough. Out. I mean, so. I mean, oh, the sorry. thing about like Phoenix is too, like, why do you exist when Vegas has the same heat, but also like free drinks and gambling? I mean, that's right. And more pools, I think. And well, more pools. Yeah. Big ass pools. Yeah. So um, as part of that trade, Evan Fournier went to the Celtics and just debuted with that like classic <laughs> zero, 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 zero stat line. I'm pretty sure. The Tony sure. Snell, baby. The Tony yeah. Snell classic. He went 0 for 10. the defense. Um, but I, I, I'm assuming he's been <laughs> better for them since that game. The Celtics no, are I, kind I, of on. I, I, I think he's he out with health and safety protocol. Like, I yeah, think he's, he's like, oh, seriously? not cleared to play. Yeah, like he didn't play oh, yesterday. I don't think he played my God. today. Not a great start. The um, Cel- I mean, the Celtics couldn't happen to uh worst guy, Danny Ainge. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. Like, I, I don't like Danny. But yeah, great, great, great franchise that we all definitely love. The, the um, only thing I'll say about Evan Fournier going to the Celtics is his tweet, like introducing himself to Boston was like the best oh thing my ever. God. So good. <laughs> oh, I f- forgot that he said that. Jordan, yeah. tell us about what he did. Um, he... Um, Introduce himself to Boston by saying, hey, hi, Celtics fans. If you're not familiar with me, please Google my last name. You're welcome. (laughs) And if you Google Fournier, it uh, brings up the first things from rarediseases.org, which is Fournier gangrene. Um, And if you don't know what that is, I'm just going to read the description for it. Just keep it that way. 
What the hell? Let's don't let, it, it let's let the people yeah. know. Yeah, uh, just tell them. I don't want people looking it up, so this is probably Don't better. look it up. Just, yeah, yeah no pictures. Don't look at pictures. Dude, Please I, do not I look no at pictures. I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And I, he got, I've never he got seen me. it, and I, and I never will. I know what it is. I don't need to know what the image I don't need that to match in my head. Like, like His nickname is literally Don't Google. Right. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jordan. Yeah. Acute necrotic infection of the scrotum penis or... I can't say that word, but I'm guessing it's somewhere in between it. Uh, it is characterized by scrotum pain and redness with rapid progression to gangrene and slowing of tissue. Oh, my God. It's, it's like the worst is going to fall seen. off. It's it's literally his dick fell off meme. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, moving on. Um, and. Uh, a separate trade that happens, Oladipo got sent to the Heat from the Rockets. Um, and the Rockets are just in full, like, I don't I don't fully understand what they're doing, uh, but they did lose, like, 25 games in a row. Um, I'm, like, I don't know. What do you guys think about Oladipo at this point in his career? I, it's It's been, it hasn't been great, but he hasn't really had been on, like, a serious team. Zach, what do you think? I mean, if he's healthy, he's really good. The problem is he hasn't been healthy in like three years. And so uh, Miami does have like they they have kind of the best rehabilitation program for like bodies. Like they've got they've had a lot of veterans over the years come there and not become all stars necessarily, but become contributing members to like winning basketball teams. And so I don't know if they have enough time between now and the playoffs to get him going uh, in that way. But um like he's going to be their fourth guy. Like it's Jimmy, it's Bam, it's Goron. And then in Oladipo is their fourth guy for the fourth guy. And what they gave up, like they gave up nothing. Yeah. They have Ol- like Olenek and, and uh, Avery Bradley, who wasn't playing anyway. So like, it's a no brainer for them. It's a free rental. And then for Houston, like they just, they have one of the worst owners in sports now. And yeah. that's okay. So what do you think, what is Houston doing? Like I, I'm, I'm confused well, about the project. So they could have had, well, the project is like, uh oh, now what? Nobody wants to be here. Like that's the project, right? And so they they're trying to replenish as many assets as possible, and they screwed up. Like they made this big proclamation when they traded James Harden, when they were going to trade trade James Harden, of hey, yeah. we need to get young guys, picks, and an all star in return. And Victor Oladipo, legally an all star, right? He's been an all star <laughs> in his career legal. before. And so like, there you go. Now it looks like we got what we wanted, except you could have had Karis Levert and possibly Jared Allen in that trade instead. And instead you flipped, you know, you let Jared go to Cleveland in the trade and you let Karis go to Indiana in the trade. And so they're like Rockets fans who are like, well, yeah, but that would have contributed to winning. Like, no, you weren't going to win anyway. You would have these two young guys, um, Karis is on an amazing contract for, you know, he's, he has injury concerns, but he's on an amazing contract yeah. for, for what his production is when he's healthy. And then Jared Allen's going to be a restricted free agent, but like, all right, he'll get like a hundred million over four years or something like that. And he's totally going to be worth that. Like by Dude. year two of the contract, like he's, he's good. So like good. he's really, really good. Yeah. And, and, and you could have had that as, plus all these picks you would have been minus a pick, but like you could have had all these picks, those two guys, and everyone would be like, "Oh my God, Houston! Like, 
what great value if you're going to give up Harden. And instead they look like slapdicks. Like they just look so bad because they don't know how to manage anything. And now they're just cutting payroll, cutting this, cutting that. And so, yeah, they're going to have a bunch of picks in the future. And Raphael Stone, their GM gets to come out and say, actually, you should be judging me by 2030, not 2027. Like you really should be judging me. Then I'm like, yeah, don't judge me for nine years of my job too. Let me just have like <laughs> security. What a great idea. I, I know it must be nice. I think my favorite part of this whole saga is every time I think about the Rockets, I think about how Tillman Fertitta wrote a New York Times bestselling book called Shut Up and Listen, Hard Business Truths That Will Help You Succeed. That's so embarrassing, dude. <laughs> I, he is, he's quickly, I mean, obviously James Dolan's going to be the king of this, but he's quickly become the worst owner in the NBA. I mean, like, was, he's really, really bad. That team, like that organization was great for 30 years and then he came in and they're trash almost immediately like was was Harden wrong when he called the rockets the knicks of the west no Dude, he definitely not. Like, no. definitely not. i think it's been he's been totally proven right and vindicated yeah if anything he undersold it yeah, <laughs> yeah he, might, he might have been too nice because yeah, the knicks, knicks are looking good now. like yeah the knicks are young and fun and good now and uh the yeah. rockets are definitely not that oh man i feel bad for the dudes on that team but um, yeah, so some other trades. Rondo got traded for Lou Williams. Um, so Rondo's on the Clippers now. Um, and they've desperately needed a point guard. But, like, I mean, Rondo's old at this point. Uh, and I'm not sure yeah. if he's got it. But I kind of said that last year. And he appeared to have it in the playoffs for the Lakers. So, hey, maybe maybe he's good now again. I'm not sure. Do you think this, like, makes, uh, makes the Clippers that much better, Zach? Uh, well, I mean, Lou Will wasn't doing anything, right? I yeah. think you could see that he clearly lost a step. Like he's not even getting to the free throw line like he used to, and that's always mm -hmm. been his kind of big draws. He gets to the free throw line a ton, and so they're not missing anything with him. Like Luke Kennard was already kind of taking his minutes because he's a better shooter. Um, so like, if Rondo gives you a game in the playoffs, totally worth it. Like he does. Like it would be great if he's playoff Rondo for the whole time. But if he gives you a game and helps you win a game, like it's it's worth the move. Um, I'm not that high on him, but again, I, like you, I didn't think he was going to do much last year and then he was great yeah. in the playoffs. Um, but their offense has been kind of revamped under Ty Lue anyway, to where they're passing the ball a lot more. Paul George and Kawhi are, are better playmakers and playmakers more often in their offense. So like, I don't know how much it helps, but it does. He is a guy that can really help you iron out issues in a game plan or during a game. Like, Hey, this is happening. We need to change this. Like he's a, he, yeah. he's a really smart dude. Yeah. And, and like when he's on, he was so fun to watch in the playoffs last year. Um, just a great player when, when he shows his like playoff Rondo self, but for Lou Williams, he's in Atlanta now. Um, he gets to get those lemon pepper wings in magic city all Dream. the time. So, yeah. I mean, if this is the last stop in his career, that's, I think that's a pretty good place for him to, to, to end things. I'm not sure how many more years he's got in the tank, but Hey guys can play to their like 40 now. So it's all good. How old is Lou now? I can't even 30, 35, five. Yeah. That sounds right. He was in, the, he was like he was the, in the Darren Williams draft. draft. He was in Darren oh, he Williams was. Was. draft. Yeah. yeah. He was, and he was straight I, out of high school. Yeah. Second round, second round of the Sixers, I think. Yeah. 
Was that the last year you could go straight from high school? I can't remember. Oh, six. Oh, six was last uh, year. Cause I think okay. that was Bynum. I think that was Andrew Bynum was oh six. Right. Yeah. Speaking oh, of yeah, because Greg Oden, Greg Oden wasn't allowed to go. Oh, wait, wait. Greg Oden. No, because Greg Oden went 07. So maybe 05 was the last year. Yeah. Because yeah. Oden wasn't allowed to go. Word. Speaking, Greg, what were you going to say? I was going to say, though, speaking of Lou Will, who was like an all time NBA cool guy, and like, you know, there's the whole story of him infamously having two girlfriends and all of this. But like one thing that Lou Williams has always done throughout his entire career, which stays consistent with Atlanta is that he just goes to cool city after cool city and just gets buckets. Yep. Yeah. That that has been Lou Will from like Philadelphia to Toronto, to LA, to Houston, to Atlanta, like just an undefeated streak of cool cities and buckets, which is like a hell of an NBA career. And like, if this yeah. is it for him, like, dude, hats off. Go it's like a dream too, because no one ever asked him to play defense. Like no. they know he's not going to play defense. They're like, yo, just go score and have a good time. Like just that's, that's the ultimate cool. NBA job. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, that sounds nice to be honest, but uh, some, other, <laughs> some other deals that took place, uh, Vucevic went to the Bulls. We just played them the other day. Um, that's a good fit for for him, I think. I I, I really like the Bulls. I like Zach Levine a lot too. Um, George Hill went to the Sixers, which makes them. I mean, that's Sneaky that's a good. really good trade, to be honest. Yeah, that's a really good trade. Like if I were the Clippers, I think I would have probably tried to get George Hill instead of Rondo. I, I don't. I don't know. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. it's George Hill's. I mean. Like when you watch the Sixers team, I, yeah, they, they scare me quite a bit more than they than they did before. Um, JJ Reddick's on the Mavericks now, uh, <laughs> building out his white All Star team. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Vioka to the to the Heat, and uh, after they lost Kelly Olynyk, um, God rest his soul, in Houston. So that's pretty good. But so, so just before we hopped on. Um, We'll talk about the bio market, but um, right before we started uh, recording, I saw another clip of Blake Griffin dunking, which is I like no one thought he could do anymore and didn't even attempt for the Pistons throughout the, his, the entire time he played there. And it seems like Blake Griffin is actually trying now for the Nets. Um, so that's cool. That's that's great. And I saw, I saw a tweet today that said like, Blake Griffin dunked five times in his, his last 49 games when he played for Detroit. And since he's been like, since he's been in Brooklyn, he's dunked five times in seven games. He was real. To be fair, he was really injured. Like he, he was, was dragging his leg for like a full season. Now he may have been conservative with his energy this season, waiting to get traded or bought out um, to put it conservative. Detroit. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think I feel like he's, I kind of feel like he's that, that meme of the old guy. He's like, call an ambulance, but pulls a guy. He's like, not for me. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what he's been doing all season, man. Like, yeah. We talked about this. Like for the last time, like the, we played the Pistons, like you could just see it on Blake's face, how mad he was. Like he, he ripped his Jersey at halftime and it's not like they were like planning on beating the jazz but you could just see how like mad he was at just existence yeah, yeah. and so it looks like he's having fun now i love it like his first game <laughs> like he he and harden had just like an absurd like alley-oop give and go thing everyone's just like okay all right i guess this is how it is um has lamarcus aldridge played for the nets yet yeah he's actually been good in 
two games that I saw. Like the <sighs> first game, he was like getting a bunch of assists. And I think he had like 20 points today oh, or something like God, that. In of course. <laughs> but he's not good. He hasn't okay. been good in three years. Like this yeah. whole, it was so annoying. Like, okay, so they're going to weaken at Bernie's LaMarcus Aldridge for a couple yeah. of weeks. And then he's never going to play in the playoffs because he's a defensive liability and they have enough offense. Like he's not like he might, I guess if he wins them a quarter, right. He may have a six minute stretch in a quarter somewhere where he gets them 10, 12 points. And then it pays for itself. Like that's, yeah. that's what you're looking for. But everyone's like, well, they've got this many all-stars now on the, you know, this many yeah. all-star selections, Five like, stars. Yeah, but like, yeah. but two of those are never going to happen again. So what does that mean? Like, that's honestly, nothing. that last LaMarcus one was kind of iffy anyway, but, uh, yeah, so he was maybe going to go to the Heat. Marcus guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's got a really boring game to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he he was he was rumored to go to the Heat for a while, uh, and that's kind of where people were kind of convinced he was going to end up. Of course, ended up with the Nets, and yeah. And then uh, since then, you know, the Clippers have Demarcus Cousins to attend day. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas is on the Pelicans. The Lakers get Andre Drummond, who. Andre Drummond is really interesting to me because I think these guys, well, I mean, DeMarcus too, and Isaiah Thomas, I guess all these guys, I honestly have no idea what they've got left at this point. What's your take on like the, the Clippers and the Lakers, especially like do do DeMarcus Um, and and Drummond make them that much better or no? I mean, cousins look pretty rough in Houston this year and that could have just been Houston, but like he has no explosiveness. He has no, lift no quickness with a first step like i don't expect him to really stick around maybe they'll sign him for the rest of the season as like insurance at some point but i don't i don't think there's much there like isaiah thomas i hope he can revive his career because that dude lost a ton of money with that hip injury yeah um and i just know that he like a lot of guys like playing basketball but he like kind of lives for this and so i want him to kind of have that career still um the drumming thing is weird because i mean it's a smart move because it's it's low risk high reward but like he hasn't been good in a few years if ever like there's an argument he's never really been that good he just gets numbers that are empty calories. Um, and it's kind of sent Marcus Saul into this weird thing of like, I don't know what my role is. I don't know if I want to be here kind of thing. And then Drummond gets hurt. He plays two nights ago or something like that against Toronto has a good game. And then Marcus Saul's like, I love it here. Of course I'll do whatever they want. I'm like, nah, yeah, but what happens bro. when Drummond comes back and you're back on the bench? Like, so I think I wouldn't expect Drummond to play at the end of games. I wouldn't expect much out of him in fourth quarters for the Lakers, even if everyone, if everyone's healthy, uh, but he's good insurance, I guess if Anthony Davis can't be healthy, which is, you know, likely, I guess. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what happens with their, with their injuries, depending on like how actually serious they are. I mean, everyone knows like it doesn't matter where the Lakers end up in, in the playoff rankings, as long as they pretty much just avoid the play in game. (laughs) And they know that too. They'll play whoever. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, (laughs) do you kind of get the sense their injuries are a bit more serious or do you think that they're kind of just playing it ultra conservative? Cause they know they, as long as they just coast into the playoffs, they're fine. I mean, the AD one series, that's like a, that's one that a lot of people around the team are are worried about. Not that he's like not going to come back, but they're just, they don't know because that's, that's a tie that's tied to the Achilles. Right. And so that's going to be just something that everyone's terrified of. I don't think anyone's really worried about LeBron. Like he, they're being conservative with him coming back from the high ankle, but I think he's going to be fine. Um, And I don't think there's any worry about that, but yeah, like Anthony Davis is not the picture of health most seasons anyway and now this is an injury that it's not like oh he's banged up like no he has a degenerative like 
part of his body that's connected to the Achilles and that pops like there goes a year and a half you know yeah like LeBron's only got 15 more years in this league you can't waste a year and a half of them with with Anthony Davis <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like with, with those type of injuries you just really have no idea what's going to happen and I also wonder what's going to like if if Anthony Davis can't go in the playoffs this year um I mean just I mean LeBron is LeBron but um yeah they're they're still the Lakers but that's just just a gigantic loss yeah which would be a just a bummer honestly to not see Anthony Davis play because that Lakers team as even though they Most are wins, likely yeah. to destroy us in the playoffs at some point um you know they're they're a cool team let's see so what's next uh let's okay so, so the Spurs traded for Gorgie Diang uh he um has been like an insane three-point shooter this year and better than LaMarcus Aldridge. So that's a definitely yeah. a win for the Spurs. <laughs> that's an upgrade. Yeah. That's um, an upgrade and sure. honestly, I kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if the Spurs end up in the playoffs as well. I, I, I think this, I don't know. Do you think we're like at the, like the, the final couple years of pop's career? He's, he's, he's up there. Yeah. Like he, I, I mean, everyone's kind of tried to figure out what his exit strategy is. And I think it'll just be one of the, I think it'll be very Jerry Sloan esque where like, yeah. he'll just decide one day, all right, I'm done. Like I don't know that he has an exit. He's close strategy. to like some record, just... though, isn't he? Isn't he like pretty? Pro... Yeah, but I don't. I honestly don't know if he cares. I don't like, know. He's either. a. He's just a different dude. Like he's, um, like he's someone that just very goes by the beat of his own drum. And so, um, yeah. Like yeah, like everyone was kind of like, oh, is Tim Duncan going to be the person? Is <laughs> Becky Hammond going to be the person? Like who's going to be the successor to him? And I don't think they know that because I don't yeah. think they know what his plan is. He'd be, I'm sure he's not telling anyone. <laughs> yeah but like i mean when it comes to the spurs like guys want to play for pop pops just i mean living legend quite honestly so i don't know i could see them being pretty it's like pretty pretty decent a sleeper team uh in the playoffs but yeah do you, do you think we're going to see any, any other buyout market moves this uh for the rest of the season um i don't think so because I, I think we got to the dwayne deadman portion of the buyout market uh recently where he signed with miami so i think once dwayne deadman gets settled i think that's the la literally the last domino to fall so i don't think there'll be anything else yeah you might see like a jr smith signed with somebody he's been working out a lot and putting out a lot of propaganda on ig so has he really uh, i haven't different, been yeah, different it. than paul pierce propaganda on ig but it's uh uh, but yeah, like, I think he's trying to get on with the team for a playoff it's... run. So that might be one more guy, but that's, I think that's it. You remember when the, when the Knicks signed J.R. Smith's brother to the team? Chris Smith. Oh man. Legend. That's how you know you're good. When well, you get your brother who has no business being the NBA on the team. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the Bucks and the Antetokounmpo's kind of as well. I mean, but I think, I think they can like sort of play. <laughs> like Chris Smith really could not play like <laughs> NBA basketball. I don't uh, even know that he was a good college player. Yeah, dude. The Knicks were just, just an, a very cucked franchise for quite some time. Um, yeah. They're just run by CAA. Like that's just all it is. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, more power to you. You got connections, but yeah, it's brutal. So um, to close things out, let's, let's talk about the Jazz, who are currently losing to the Suns. I just looked at the score. Wish that game wasn't happening. We've only scored 38 points so far in this half, which is uh, <laughs> we appear to it's, have continued our dude, form from the Mavericks game. 
It's what death taxes and Chris Paul death taxes and Chris Paul just kicking the shit out of the Utah Jazz. Always. <sighs> it's brutal, dude. I mean, so we, we played this game against the Magic uh two games or wait, three games ago. I don't know. Where it was just like the one of the most egregious just murders that's ever taken place on an NBA court where the jazz yeah. shot like 70% from three. They pulled the starters with like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. It, it was just and we still won by like 50 points. It was just absurd. But since then went to the Mavs and um, lost to the Mavs because we couldn't make any shots. And um, apparently that trend has continued in, in, into this game. And I don't know. Um, did we talk about the the plane incident? I can't remember how long it's been since we recorded. Uh, I don't think we ever did. I mean, yeah, no, they, the didn't. Jazz almost got sullied. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the Jazz hit like a flock of birds while taking off, and um, I mean, no one really knew on the plane like what happened. At least like the the passengers of the plane, which of course is the team, and like dudes in the back saw like it hit it destroyed one of the engines on the plane and they saw flames coming out of the engine and the plane like, you know, dipped on one of the sides and everyone's like texting their families and shit, like just very awful situation. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell in particular, like uh, famously during his pre-draft workout with the jazz said, like he has like a crippling fear of flying. So I'm sure that just did absolute wonder sure helped. for yeah. his uh, <laughs> mental health which i mean he straight up like didn't end up traveling to that next game the the, the one to orlando well, i think that was the it orlando was memphis one. oh yeah oh yeah you're right it was the memphis game it was in between um yeah so and rightfully like he certainly has the right to do that that's absolutely horrifying so i don't know if our boys are like we're on the road and i don't know if everyone's just struggling because they don't want to go down in flames but um yeah we appear to be uh, struggling quite a bit, but on the buyout market. Um, oh, wait, we actually traded for him. I forgot. It was uh, Matt Thomas from the Raptors. Um, who's basically just like, uh, he shoots like Kyle Corver, but he's just like, you know, he's just like a guy. I don't know what to really say about him. He's just a dude. I don't know why. My mic like, keeps cutting out. Oh, there we go. We got that like repeating thing again. Do you remember the last time that happened? That was so funny. That, that was, was awesome. Time. Except that you were like swearing really loudly last time that happened. <laughs> so Jordan I don't know why like, my mic my mic keeps cutting out. It's That's weird. Right. This is why we have to record in person now since we all got vaxxed. That's yes. right. You're looking at your three fully vaxxed boys right here. What about you, Zach? Are you, I'm half are you vaxxed, part of the crew? I get, I get, half vaxxed. Yeah, I'm half vaxxed, I think. Uh, let's say it is. So I got 10 days till I'm fully vaxxed. Hell yeah. I got my second dose on my wedding day because I am a gigantic dumbass. Dude, did it like fuck you up? Uh, that night, yeah. Um, I was fine for the most part. Like That's I made good. it through everything and then like the night of, it was like fever, sweat a lot. And then just like, I was good after that. It was weird. Yeah, I was, I was fully prepared for that, but I had zero side effects. It was confusing. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard like there's like an eight hour period where you feel like shit and then everyone else is like pretty much just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. So other than Matt Thomas, we signed Ersan Ilyasova, which was the most jazz man to have never have played for the jazz. Uh, but of course, <laughs> we had to we had to stamp his passports and we got him um, for the remainder of the season. And um, Greg, I know you have some thoughts about like 
this roster and how it's built out and how we're going into, you know, the playoffs we're in, honestly, we're in like the worst part of the season, in my opinion. Um, it's post all-star break teams have really decided whether or not they're going to keep trying for the playoffs. Um, it's just kind of a drag from here until the playoffs. I kind of wish we were already in the playoffs. Yeah. But, um, so give me your thoughts, Greg, on what you think about this roster. Well, I, for the most part, I do like this, this roster. And I, I mean, it, it's hard to really argue with the results when you have the best record in the NBA. My, my trepidation is, is that I still think they need one other perimeter defender because their only real perimeter defender, their one guy is Royce O'Neal, who's proven that he's really good, but he's, he's one guy. And I think like a guy that comes to, c- comes to mind was like last year. Remember when the Lakers got Markeith Morris. And yeah. like, just, just a guy who came in and like kind of solidified that roster was kind of like, just like, like that final piece. Like he came in, he defended, he made shots, like in a pinch, he started some games and it just feels like the, the jazz just need that kind of a guy. I'm not saying that they can go out and get Markeith Morris, but just someone like that to really round out that roster. Cause there seems to be a bit of a, of a blind spot and going into the playoffs when you know you're going to face either the Clippers or the Lakers, if you're going to actually make a title run, like you got to get somebody who can at least uh, make life difficult for LeBron or Kawhi or Paul George or, or these other big wings in the Western conference. And I just don't know if Royce is, is that guy uh, working alone. Cause like, yeah. Bogey can hit some shots, but I, I think, you know, he's proven that he's been solid in the playoffs before. I think they really sorely missed him last year, but like you didn't sign Boyan Bogdanovich to guard Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James. Well, right. There's also this idea that Boyan's like this sneaky good defender because he defended LeBron. Okay. Yeah. In a playoff series where LeBron didn't really try against him. And so they're <laughs> like, Oh my God, he's a better defender than we think. And I was like, no, no not really. he's, he's really not. whatever. Like he's, he's not horrendous. I think he's fine in a team concept and he's, I think he's fine in the jazz team concept, essentially like, especially, but like there will be points in the playoffs where he's sought out. No, yeah, they. Like, will I mean, cooked. he's been yeah. he's been targeted yeah. in uh, regular season games. Like, I mean, teams yeah. know, um, and yeah, it's like I, the highs for this Jazz team are are very high. But uh, I'm I'm just reading through some tweets from Ben Dowsett, and he's just talking about like halves like the Jazz just played, or why people doubt the Jazz's ability to go deep in the playoffs. Through <laughs> and and that's like yeah, I mean, yeah. there's certain like mistakes that the jazz will just have games where you're just like, like, what is, what is going on here? I mean, um, like Clarkson has kind of gotten cold recently. Um, he has, he's had a couple like games here and there where he's been good, but I mean, for someone who was like far and away, this, like the, the shoe in for six man of the year, he's just like really lost some steam. Probably should stop yeah. calling him flamethrower. I don't like that nickname anyway. Um, <laughs> wish the jazz know. would stop pushing that please for love of God, please stop calling him that. Has and stop calling Jack, has stop. Jack ever had a good, good nickname. No, that he's given and stop anyone? calling George Niang minivan. Like that's like, it's not, <sighs> it's not funny God. anymore. Call him, call him by his real nickname. Gorgeous Niang. 
Call him gorgeous. I like that. It's cuter. Uh, His name is Georges Niang. He doesn't need a nickname. His name is a nickname. Like this is the thing where people are like, oh, we need a nickname for Zion Williamson. His name's Zion. We don't need a nickname for him. Exactly. Yes. Bro, the only reason people start calling like Jokic uh, the Joker is because Charles Barkley couldn't pronounce Jokic. He had no idea how the fuck to say it. Most people don't know how to say Jokic. And so they're like, ah, the Joker. That's what they do. The Joker. Like the way Charles Barkley... Oh my God. Yeah. They just like, and I think it, I don't know if it's Jokic in particular, but, or calling Donovan Spida Mitchell. I'm just like, Jesus, it just, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm over the nickname thing, to be honest. Nicknames but. are mostly bad. Like, they especially really, nowadays, nicknames are mostly bad. And are so like, we don't nicknames need to, not everyone needs a nickname. No, absolutely not. Who who in the NBA has a good nickname right now? I'm trying to think of one. I don't think anyone's had a good nickname since like the 1980s. Ever since they stopped making posters of players, like there's just no good nicknames. I think not. I think Chuck Person, the Rifleman, was the last good one, and ever everything oh. since the, once once Kevin Durant rejected the Slim Reaper, everyone's all right. The names are out. Like that, Bro, yeah. that one was so sick though. So good. <laughs> So good. I was once covering a Wolves Thunder game oh in Minneapolis God. and Katie was lighting them up and, and the Wolves were like decent then. So, I mean, most teams light up the Wolves, but they, this is when they were decent. And Katie went it for like, I don't know, 45 or something like that. And there was one point where he hits a, he hits a three over two guys near the Wolves bench. And he's like just walking back and I've got this perfect sight line of him talking shit to the, to the Wolves bench. And he just, <laughs> he just looks at him and goes, I'm a bad motherfucker. And just Dude. keeps backpedaling. And I looked at the Wolves bench and they just all like dropped their heads. I was like, damn, like this guy is like, <laughs> this guy could be anything he wants to be. And he could have been Dude. the Slim Reaper. It was such a good nickname because he's so good at talking trash and backing it up on the court. Um, just not on Twitter. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my God. Did you guys see like, um, what's his face? Uh, Why do you my... give Michael Rappaport any oxygen? He's like a fire. I'm just so let sorry, it die out. They wheeled him out out to like talk about how like hard his oh, life has horrible been. Horrible acting job he did on whatever the FS1 show is, where <laughs> he's oh. like pretending like he's crying and stuff. It's like, dude, I've seen you in Higher Learning. I know where your acting is. Like, this is. He's like, he's like, life has been really hard. And I was like, what is he? Is he really talking about when KD just like, oh my god, just so, so, so like, You cried better Land. I mean, I to be know. honest, <laughs> I, did. I saw more emotion when he was in Hitch, you know, in that, that pool scene with, uh, the, you know, shooting pool with uh, Will Smith. Like, that's right. He's not he doesn't have it anymore. <sighs> but uh, to be fair, like if hit, Michael Rappaport's entire life is being like uh, perpetually online. So after yeah. you get flamed like that, yeah, yeah I can imagine like if, if you're spending 24 seven online, like your life is going to suck, dude. Like log off for a minute. Go for a walk. I also. I also like that he ratted out KD and then in his video, uh, he's like, ah, oh, he's like, man, fuck all that rat stuff. I didn't rat him out. So here's what I, here's why I like unveiled the the DMS and stuff. It's like, so now you're explaining why you ratted him out. Like you ratted him out. Like you gotta own that. That's you can't do that whole so New York. No, we're not a rat. You don't call me a rat that you ratted him out. I'm yeah. not a rat as he looks into like a thesaurus under rat. And it's like, <laughs> I uh, information to light. <laughs> I brought information to light. I'm not a rat. I'm a informant. Oh shit! No, that's not what. Do you remember when he would he would always have Eli Lake on his podcast to talk about like foreign policy or whatever? That was so absurd. I did not think Eli Lake was going to come up during this podcast. I'll be honest. I thought it was going to come out come up a half hour ago. If I'm being honest, I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, awful guy. I would just 
just log off, man. It's it's like that Tyler the Creator tweet, dude. Like, what the fuck is cyberbullying? Just log off, Michael Rapp. Exactly. Walk away. <laughs> just it's, for, for someone like that, dude. When you're a grown ass man, like, just turn off your phone, dude. Block Kevin Durant <laughs> if you really are that <laughs> He's upset. Like Fifty-three. <laughs> I know. It's absurd. Oh God. Man, I'm I'm like getting kind of sad about the Jazz now that I'm I, I shouldn't have looked at the score. I'm glad we were we are recording this during the Jazz game because I did not want to watch this one. I had a bad feeling. How come? I I think every time we record like a podcast like this, it's either right after the Jazz got their ass kicked, beat like in a really stupid way, or it's just an ass kicking in process in progress. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. Well, it's cursed. Let me ask you because I agree with Greg's take on the on the roster, and I and I've kind of thought this the whole time of like I feel like going i feel like getting Derek favors back was a mistake and not that he's bad he's been very he's been very solid in that role i just don't think it was as needed as they thought it was like i think you needed i don't know if they could have gotten him but like if you put that money towards jay crowder right and i'm not a big believer that jay crowder is going to hit shots but he's at least a wing defender who can who's not afraid to take shots and if they could have gotten him and then fill in the backup somewhere else of like yeah. a much cheaper option. I just always thought that was a much better way, but I, you know, there's the nostalgia, there's the familiarity with Derek favors. Um, the fans love him. So like, I get it from that standpoint and he yeah. wanted to come back and it's hard to get free agents mm-hmm. there, but I just would have put that money towards a three and D wing. I agree. I also think they were really scared with just how bad Tony Bradley was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they they saw that, and we they saw him. Like he was a, he was a big reason why. Like if you look at the the on and off numbers from that Denver series with when Gobert was on and off the floor, and Tony Bradley was his backup. Like that's when the Jazz got cooked yeah. more than any uh-huh. other time, and it was that way the entire season. Like, and maybe that'll prove to be right, right? Like maybe that'll prove in the playoffs. Like, no, thank God we have Derek Favors. I, yeah. I'm I'm open to being wrong about that, but I just I, yeah, I've thought about this a lot this season with that roster. Like, they need one more. I mean, just defensive wing uh-huh. that that like discrepancy that you're talking about, Greg, it also exists this year, but somehow Gobert has been even better. And like favors has been, I mean, not what he was for us two years ago. I'm yeah. I'm pretty skeptical about it at this point. I, it's, there's just something kind of lingering for me when I think about this jazz team that it's just, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm like mostly sure we're not for real <laughs> this time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, perpetually, the Jazz motto might as well be one player away since like 1984. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. if we can, let's just go ahead and and give Adam Keefe all the adrenochrome he needs, and we're gonna bring him back, and and that's it. We got it. We're there. Look, I you know. saw what Scalabrini did to that he high school player. Was you just me about to bring so that up. Good. Was just about to bring that up, and I was gonna bring that up earlier, like when we were talking about these pro guys that know these little just things, like yeah, yeah. The Scalabrini was looking nice. <laughs> Scal hasn't played in eight years. He's not in shape, and he destroyed a really good high school player. Like that's just Wasn't that's that, what happens. Dude, that that yeah. I mean. Greg tells stories like he's played like pickup games here with like, you know, like when Dame went to school here and like some other like jazz guys, like it's some gyms and uh, like just you really don't understand how much better pros are than just like really good, you know, dudes who play D1 ball. I I played against I don't know if you guys remember Gary Grant, but he was like a backup Uh point card for like the Blazers and the Clippers, maybe a couple other teams. But I was like. 18 or 19, I was in 
like I was an athlete, like a dunk. Like I was, I was good back, like really good back then. And in my prime athletically and everything, I'm like, and I'm thinking like, man, I could play with anybody. Right. Like I've like, I feel like I, I can play with anybody. And I played against Gary Grant, who was in his forties out of the league for a long time <laughs> in like this summer league thing in Sacramento. Um, and I'm, and I knew who, like, I recognized who he was. I was like, all right, I'm going to go at this dude. I don't, I know I didn't score. I know I didn't score. And he like he made me feel like I had never played basketball before. He was so much better than me. And I don't, I honestly don't think he was trying that hard. Like I, he just obliterated me. And then that was the moment where I was like, Oh, now I get why these guys yeah. are so good. <laughs> like, Man. I have to think about like, Adam Keefe, just to bring it back to him, he's probably in some like Irvine, like YMCA, just making like a 17 year old kid cry. Yeah. <laughs> at, at 56 years old. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. That would be the dream, though, right? Like, I imagine yes. Aaron Gray is somewhere just like obliterating a rec league. Isn't that he's just like Be- seven feet tall, 400 pounds, and just destroying? <laughs> Isn't that Michael Beasley's job now? It's Michael Beasley's job on Instagram is just to go there, go to a random pickup game, destroy and everybody cook. and scream into the camera the whole time. Oh my God. He That's just screams life, constantly. Man. We them ones, we them ones constantly. I don't fully know what it means, but he has merchandise now. Like, Are you serious? That's a great yeah. life. He's a yeah. great follow on Instagram. I'm telling you, I mean, like, that guy he, just goes and cooks everybody. He won a ring with the heat, right? Uh, was he part of one of those teams? I think he came after that. Okay. Never I mind. could be wrong with, I could be wrong about that. I know he came back to the team. I want to say maybe he came back in 2014 when they lost to the Spurs, but I might, I might be off on yeah. that. Yeah. I was going to say, if he's got a ring, he can, he can talk as much shit as he wants. He Man, can, he's been he hashtagging we them ones like crazy, huh? Yeah. I, I bought a, a framed Yale poster from his estate sale. And when he left Minneapolis to go to the Suns, <laughs> just because I'm like, why does he have a framed Yale poster like that? He went to Kansas state, like it's the opposite of Yale. Right. Like I don't, I've never understood it, but it's, I've had it with me to this day. I'm looking at it right now. Like it's just a framed Yale poster. That's I still have the price tag on it. That's very it's curious. Instagram. Yeah. He like screams out his like, tagline see this is nuts constant <laughs> constantly it's after every play i watched some like him playing ones with um ronde hollis jefferson he was cooking ronde hollis jefferson like back in the summer just screaming i'm like ronde's trying to make a team like did like you're fucking this up for him didn't he just start with the blazers <laughs> I think he just blazed. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Dude, he's got some cute kids too. Wow. Yeah. And there was like weird red wine stains all over the carpet in his Minneapolis estate when we went there for the, the estate sale. It was like everywhere. And there were like sectioned off rooms. Like you can't go in there. My friend uh, went with me and he bought a wooden duck that had a hidden compartment, which I think you can figure out what that was for. But like that's... And then my biggest regret is there were two bottles of blue raspberry margarita mix that were $2 each. And I didn't buy them. It's the biggest regret of my life. I'm like, what could that have? Like I could have had (laughs) Beasley margaritas and like, not like who knows where my my life would be at this point. You'd yeah. Yeah. Go back in time and do anything. It would be go back and buy those blue raspberry margarita mixes. He was a second overall pick. Damn. Yeah, and it was most a real recently debate played about him or Derrick Rose. 
Uh, that's um, I wonder. I still don't know what the answer to that question is. To be honest, Derrick Rose won MVP. We know, we know what that well, is. That's <laughs> true, but <laughs> Derrick Rose isn't doing what he's what Beasley's doing on Instagram. Is what I'm saying. You're right. He's playing in the NBA. And it looks like he most recently checks. played in in China. I think. Yeah, he did play in China for a bit. Oh, um, dude, this sucks so bad. So he he had a 2020. So July 9th, 2020, the Nets announced that they'd signed him as a substitute player for the remainder of the season. However, his contract was voided when he tested positive for COVID. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was uh, last I, that was the bubble, right? And like yeah. the entire Nets so, team went down with COVID. So uh here's a little peek behind the curtain. So I right after he had signed uh one of my friends in miami i was like oh because we because he knows i was like oh beasley signed like with the nets like he's going to the bubble and he said no he's not like, no he did he just signed he says he said he just had a massive party before the signing he said i guarantee you he's not going to pass the COVID tests from this party and then oh like god. two days later it was like oh contract voided like he's tested positive for COVID. oh my god dude that's yeah brutal well, i got super excited and then i got super deflated and then the news came out i'm like oh, well he's right <laughs> wasn't wrong damn that's an all-time fumbling of the bag yeah that yeah man that really is well, at least he, i mean instagram seems to be going pretty well <laughs> it's going pretty well <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man he grew up with kevin durant too didn't know that nice yeah um there's a documentary called gunning for that number one spot that was made like by a beastie boy or something and he it's part of uh whatever high school class he was in it's like the under armor top 24 game or whatever that gets played every year yeah and so it's all these like little home videos of all these guys and so it's like him and kevin love and like dante greens in there and stuff and it opens, or at least Beasley's first scene, I think it's either the first or second scene of the documentary, is him home videoing himself just running into a wall as hard as he can in, in like an apartment or a house or something. And I'm like, oh, Man. that's when we should have known. That's when we should have known. Like that's, it's a really good documentary, but that is the oh, first yeah, impression Adam of him in that, that, right? Yeah, yeah. MCA yeah, made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Wow. Dude, I want to watch that. Hell yeah. It's really good. It's really good. He's like destroying Dante Green in this pickup game and like just calling him ugly the whole time. Like it's fantastic. Dude, that rules. I wish I was I wish I was Beasley. Wow. (laughs) Well, hey, I think that's probably (laughs) dude. That's like such that's such a cool life to just like beat people on Instagram. Like, oh man, that'd be great. Love that. Um, Zach, thanks so much for joining us, man. Do you want to get some some plugs off? Oh yeah. I know we uh, mentioned subscribe the, the athletic. Uh, yep. That's right. Subscribe to the athletic. It's the best sports coverage out there. It really is. I'm not just saying that to try to keep me employed. It's really, I actually the, pay the for Yeah. I pay for it. I do I too. Mainly, do. Yeah, mainly for Zach's three gifts. Do. Yep. That's yeah, right. That's it. That's the reason to do it. Not any of the coverage from Tony Jones or like Shams Tarania, Sam, Amick, none of that stuff. Just, I got 15 gifs in a power rankings for you every single week. Sometimes they're entertaining. You'll never know until you ch- check it out on Mondays. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm doing awards rankings every Thursday uh, through the end of the regular season. Uh, Sirius XM NBA radio uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning from 10 to one Eastern. Uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM every Friday night from 10 to 1 Eastern, different 10 to 1 Eastern. And then uh, Cinefo, 
So if, if you don't want any of the sports coverage, I get it. But Cinephobe is a very entertaining podcast. I'm Dude, not just saying yeah. that. I need to listen on it, to but that. It is, it's legitimately like real, like what it's probably my favorite thing that we do every week. It's me and Amin El Hassan and our producer, Anthony Mays. And like, we hate each other because this podcast because there was a good <laughs> year of it in which we were just trying to make each other miserable with our picks. Now this year, each month has a theme. And so we're in Oscar month. So we just did Anaconda. And then we recorded the movie Envy the other nice. day. And then we're doing, I think, Hook next week or something like that. Hell Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. That's like yeah. Noah's there favorite movie. Is like it really? It, yeah. Anaconda? Noah's- no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of parent do you think I am? No, I, he I was loves, curious. Loves oh, Hook. Awesome. My girlfriend's good friend played young Peter Pan, Ryan what? Francis. Yeah. Wow. A little connection there. Wow, man. Man's flexing go. this LA lifestyle like crazy these That's days. A, hey, man. If, if, if I can't tell you about my chiropractor who's also a stand-up comedian and <laughs> that's right i love i love my girlfriend knows stuff. the guy who played young peter pan and hook like what else you know what what can i bring to this podcast that's a, dude that's that's a that's a great way to end it zach thanks again man yeah. thanks guys appreciate bye, it bye everyone